Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. I apologize already if there's like weird noises in the background. There is currently a thunderstorm going on outside. So you're just hearing all the ambiance today instead of background music. I mean, I don't do background music anyways, but it's it's not me farting, okay? I just want you to know that. <laughs> it, it literally is thunder. You could look at the weather right now. Uh, hi, how is everyone's week? Um, mine's good. I have news. I can finally tell you now. The husband and I are moving to Arizona, and I'm not going to have a job, and I'm going to be doing the podcast full-time. <gasps> I know. I know. If you know me, which most of you don't, I have always had a job since I was like 16. Like, I think there was, well, one job I was laid off of, but the whole marketing team was laid off at the same time. And then I think it was about a month later when I had a job again. So I guess uh, maybe not even that. I can't remember. I think it was only a couple weeks. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh so yeah, I am jumping in. It's terrifying. I am scared. I am, uh, you know, going through the self-doubt, uh, you know, spiraling, if, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, but I am confident as well. Like, in my ability to do this, I have a lot of exciting plans, and I'm excited to stay at home. I am very much a homebody. And this, I mean, is not going to help me being a homebody. But I'm just so much more comfortable in my house, in my home, than like going out and about. But also, Mesa is bigger. And I do like, I do, I really do like Arizona. The husband actually grew up there, and so I've been there multiple times throughout the years, and then um, his mom moved a couple years ago, I want to say, and we haven't been back since then, I don't think, um, but he has lots of cousins there, his grandma's there, both grandmas are there, so we have lots of family, which is really cool. We've already signed on like a townhouse to rent, and... It's just all aligning, and it's kind of creepy when you look at it, how well everything aligned. Uh, the husband did get a job over there, which is fun. So, yeah, it's uh, going to be a big move again. It's going to be two and a half days of travel, but I won't be by myself. Uh, I mean, kind of. I'll be in a separate car than the husband. He'll be driving the U-Haul. But we'll be driving together, which is not what happened last time. Yeah, I am very excited. We are going in two weeks. I think this chapter is up, which obviously, like, I look at my life in chapters because, you know, books are my life, <laughs> if you didn't guess, you know. Once again, terrified, and it's okay. Um, you just have to change your mindset. Nobody is telling me I can't do this. It's just myself. Like, I, I'm just telling myself, but I'm trying to change my mindset I'm trying to, like, go through the different manifesting. Uh, I, you know, I'm going through all of it. And I'm excited, though. This is a really big change. So, anyways, I just wanted to share that with all of y'all. So, let's see. 
um, let's get into today's episode. Uh, I want to kind of go over my to be read list um, because I just barely found like a lot of books, a lot of books and like downloaded them. So we'll see how that all goes. The first one that I have on my list, it's literally called Romantic Comedy. And I was like, uh, it was on one of the the top rated lists, like new books or something. And I was like, okay. So I looked in and the name kind of like threw me off because it's Curtis Sittenfield. That's who it's by. But Curtis is a girl. So I was like, "Mm, okay, because uh, I have never read a romance book by a man. And I'm not going to say I never will. But show me one that's good, and I'll probably read it. But as for now, sticking with female uh, authors. So, yes, this one's literally called Romantic Comedy. And I think it's about, like, a screenwriter that kind of like an SNL-type show that she writes for. And then she starts to like one of the actors that um, I think they are guest-starring or guest hosting, and they start to like each other. So I have that on my list. I don't know how I feel about it yet, because I I read the first chapter, and the writing was, I don't know, something just was off to me. I don't know. I I need to keep reading it. Uh, The next one is called In a Jam by Kate Canterbury, and uh, it's about this girl. Her grandmother left uh, her tulip farm to her, And there's, like, some stipulations on keeping it. Uh, She must marry in one year, uh, like, that storyline and move back to, like, the small town. So it's, like, a small town romance, um, which I love those. The next one is The Summer We Fell by Elizabeth O'Rourke. Basically, a boyfriend's best friend. She comes back ten years later. He still loves her. And... um, friends to lovers type situation it looks like uh the next one finn roads forever by stephanie archer these are all new authors i've never heard of i don't know if they're like new new but i've just never heard of them which is really exciting um i went on the list on my amazon kindle of like new books that i might like i think that's the category or something so that's where i found all of these um the let's see yeah Finn Roads Forever by Stephanie Archer it's part of the Queen's Cove series which I guess this is book four but I don't know if they're like standalone books like if I have to start reading a book one book one didn't seem that interesting and so I, I really liked book four and this guy's like trying to win this girl back but yeah so I don't know if I need to I don't know if I need to start book one. I need to really look into that before I start it, I guess. Uh, One More Day by M. Malone is a mistaken identity. Uh, We love those. But also, it sometimes makes me cringe because I'm like, why can't you just tell them the truth? But also, I have been not caught, but I like the situation where someone talks to you and you don't hear them. So you say like, what? And then they say it again. And then you're like, I'm so sorry. What did you say? And then they say it again and you still can't understand them. And so you just like agree, but it really was like a question. Like 
I feel like that type of cringe when I read like mistaken identities where I'm like, oh my gosh, at one point you just have to tell them like, don't get caught up in like these lies and mistaken identity. That's too much for me. Too much. I think I would completely leave the city if that happened to me. I wouldn't talk to them again. They thought I was someone else. I'm dead. I'm gone. I'm bye bye. Like can't do with that. I just I'm too embarrassed. So we'll see how that goes. The next one actually I didn't see on this list, but I have seen it all over TikTok. So of course I have to jump on this train. It's Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And I I think they said that it's kind of like a divergent um, story. Uh, I think they said kind of a little bit of Hunger Games. I haven't read the back of it, like synopsis or summary, because I really want to be surprised going into it. But yeah, I've just heard a lot of rave reviews about it. Just it's everywhere. So I'm like, you know me, I'm a follower. So definitely up next on my reading list. And then the last one is by Megan Quinn. It's Vacation Wars, which I've seen a lot of places as well. Um, This the girl has to be married before like her sister's wedding. And so she like finds this guy that works at the resort and like they're both trying to prove something to their families and they fall in love. So those are on my list to be read. Will I read all of them? Probably not, but it, you know, it's something to look forward to. And, oh, I need to figure out, uh, my audible because I, of course, I'm going to be driving a million hours and, I need to get those. Maybe I'll do an episode on the audibles that I find. Hmm. You know, future things. Uh, But let's get into today's book because I am obsessed with Laura Thalassa. I think that's how you say it. Thalassa? I'll just say Thalassa. She is great. I love the books that I've read from her. She came out with the Four Horsemen books. So like each horseman or each book is a different horseman. And they're spicy, but they're also kind of brutal. Like they're very, um, it's post-apocalyptic, obviously, because the four horsemen have arrived. So the world is in disarray. Each horseman is based in, like, a different part of the world, and they find, like, their person, like, their mate, basically. And they're very, very, each horseman is very, very rough around the edges because they don't have any emotions. They're basically, like, a stoic being that just, yeah, feels nothing, thinks nothing. I don't know. They just have this mission, and they don't know why. They just know that they have to complete it. And then these women come into their life, and uh, basically help them feel, have them emotions, be able to talk about emotions. They fall in love. Like, I love those books, honestly. Um, They're not for the average reader um, because they are kind of rough, Um, very detailed, very not gory, but just like they the details aren't shy. Like she goes very detailed into like these battle scenes and like what it would be like in that post-apocalyptic world and it's yeah kind of harsh but I really liked them it was they're kind of slow burns um but yet 
uh, on the spicy scale, I would say mm, maybe like a two and a half, three. Maybe three and a half. Yeah, I would say maybe like a three, three and a half. Uh, for this one, though, this one was only like a two, maybe two and a half. There's some scenes that she like uh, they're having toast, but it's in her dream. So nothing like happens like. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so uh, this one that we're talking about today is called Bewitched. And it is very newly released within the month. And yeah, two 2.5 Spice. I actually would recommend it to my mom and sister. I think that they would really like it. It's a very interesting plot and characters. And it, it blends with the world now. And so it's not like a whole different world that you have to basically find and discover the details, everything like that. But no, it's based um, in San Francisco. And our main female character, her name is Celine, and she is a witch. And for the past, you know, century and a half, basically any witch worth their weight has been an active member of an accredited coven. It sounds like there's covens all over the world, um, but in San Francisco, there are a couple big ones that Celine is just really determined to go and she is able to go before the council. I, I think that there's like some time limitations that you have to wait before you go again. Um, but she's been once and was denied. And then um, she changed like a couple things and then she's about to go again. So uh, when she goes to this council, um, they have like this, uh, not a plantation, but this homestead and a lot of property in San Francisco that has like is where all the witches live basically like but you could also live off campus I think that's what they use is like campus um but yeah you could also live on there as well but you can't live on the campus unless you've been accepted into that coven um so Celine has been desperately trying to join. Her best friend is already part of the coven, and so she just wants to be there with her. Um, so when she goes in front of the, the council, they bring up her files and everything again, and they once again mention um, her memory. And she says, you know, my memory in no way affects my determination or my ability, and the councilwoman is like, yeah, but it it would it would affect your ability. Spellcasting costs you your memories. And she pulls up like the medical record and she reads what the doctors have said is that it's believed that the patient's memory loss is a magic based disease with no known equivalent and no known cure. It appears to be progressive disease. So basically, if she uses magic, it eats away at her memory. So the councilwoman is like, here at the coven, like, you will be asked to perform magic all the time. Like, and if your magic is directly related to your memory loss, then being here basically speeds up your condition. Like, how can we ask this of you? And she's like, no, no, no. Like, there's so much more to me and my magic than my memory loss. Like, I really want a chance to show... Uh, that side of me like I have a lot to offer and another one of the councilwomen speaks up and she's like you know if you 
get a better magic quest than the one that you've submitted and you get a familiar, then you'll formally be accepted to the Henbane Coven. And then like that was that they they dismissed her. So a little bit more about this world or like the witches, Uh, the magic, like all magic, regardless of like their kind of race uh, comes at a cost, obviously. So for sorcerers, it's their conscience for shapeshifters it's their physical form. And then for her, it's her memory. So all supernaturals have some identifying markers to their magic. So whether like a color, a smell, a texture, it all varies depending on the being that they are. And witches and mages in particular are known for having like colored magic. And going back to the quest of what they said, like, hey, get a better magic quest. Every witch has to participate in one of these quests. Like basically the idea you go out into nature, basically, like connect with your magic on like this deep spiritual level and then you write about it so like in theory it's supposed to be life-changing but honestly like now that it's become a requirement for the membership it's kind of been like cheapened and it's just something that you have to do like people don't actually take meaning from it so Celine obviously is upset She goes home to her little apartment. It's covered in all the sticky notes, all the notes. She has notebooks galore. Like, she writes literally everything down because she doesn't know if she'll forget it, which I can't even imagine that type of life. That would be very, very difficult. So she's upset, and she drinks. Um, The next morning, she wakes up, and she sees that she has a receipt for a non-refundable plane ticket and non-refundable cruise that she booked to the Galapagos Islands. And she's like, well, maybe my magic just uh, is taking me where I need to go. So when the trip finally happens, I think it was honestly within the next couple days. It was a pretty quick trip because she wants to get this quest done with so that she can, you know, try and apply again to get into the school. And so she gets on the plane and as they're flying, it was like halfway through, she hears something in her mind and it's a voice and it says Empress. And she's like, what the heck? Like, did I just hear something? And she feels like a a whisper of magic against her skin, like a little light breeze. And then she hears again, come to me. And she's like, bitch, what? Like, (laughs) what's she talking about? And she kind of like looks around because it's not anyone near her that's talking to her. So she looks around and she sees this like plume of indigo magic snaking down the aisle And she's like, "Um, is someone spellcasting? Like, I didn't feel any other supernatural on this plane. Like, where is this coming from? And then it's like a shout in her mind, like, Empress. And before she can, like, really think about it, like, the magic grips hold of her. And it, like, tugs downward hard. And so the plane dips. And in her mind, it's like, my queen, my queen. And she's like uh this is a magical attack like what's happening and the plane like keeps dipping and going up and down like a lot of turbulence and people are starting to freak out and so Celine is like well obviously I have to do something about this like I have magic like this is this is happening so she gets up and the flight attendant of course is like calling after her like 
yelling at her. And Celine's like, nope, I got to focus on my own power. Like, she lets it rise. And she does a spell. Um, and it, it kind of sounds like their spells are pretty easy. She just says, like, I call on my power to fend off this attack, force out the enemy, and beat their magic back. Kind of just rhyming. And then all of a sudden she hears the voice again, and it says, my queen, I felt you. He said, yes, my queen, there you are. And then within seconds, the magic is, like, blending with her magic. And again, the voice says, like, I've searched for you. Like, heed my call, come to me. And the plane bucks again. And then it's falling. And the voice is like, come, little witch. Like, we're never meant to be apart. Like, oh, that's so creepy. So, so creepy. Like, imagine just hearing this in your head while you're on a freaking plane over the ocean. I would think that I was going literally insane. But, I mean, she's a witch and she understands the the magic. But, honestly, even if you were, like, I would be freaking out. So she is up and she's walking towards like the cockpit and she does a spell to like open the door and she tells the pilots like someone is trying to take us out of the sky as if that explains like her magic and she's like I'm here to help the plane and she she, to have this freaking like confidence to say like listen I don't care how experienced you are these are this is to the pilots She's like, I don't care how experienced you are. Like, you're working with forces beyond your senses. And you're not going to be able to land this plane without my help. And they're like, um, okay. (laughs) So they crash. I mean, they land, but they crash um, in the rainforest, which the island came out of nowhere. Hundreds of miles around them. Nobody dies, which is good. Nobody's hurt either. And she passes out. um, But when she wakes up... Like, she feels that voice again. Like, she feels that magic. And it says, come to me. So without thinking, she, like, rises to her feet. And she basically feels like the sirens call. Like, it's stirring in her blood. Nobody notices. Like, before the doctor or anyone can come and check on her, like, she slips away into the rainforest. Which, (laughs) all these things she does, I'm like, I would never. I would never. Even if I had magic. Like, to protect me, I still, like, mm, okay, actually, I take that back. Imagine if you did have magic as, like, a self-defense. I think I would take more risks, honestly, because if I were to, like, fall to my death or anything, like, I could use my magic to, like, kind of levitate, and so I wouldn't, like, fall, and if someone attacked me, I could use the magic then, and, huh, that actually sounds pretty nice. I think I would take more risks because I would have that safety cushion of magic. You know, I don't know. Have you ever thought about that? Like magic would solve a lot of problems, but it also would create a lot of problems, too. So I don't want to think about that part. Okay, so she's going through this forest. And at first she thinks it's the same magic that's been calling her um, just a little louder. So she feels two types of magics. But this one that she feels the most right now feels different. And so she like stops in her tracks when she sees like the actual the actual magic itself. It's like unlike the indigo power that she's been following. This one kind of like is iridescent more, which I'm all about. I want an iridescent magic. That would be so cool. And then all of a sudden she doesn't get attacked, but she gets tackled and it's by this freaking huge panther and she's like great I'm dead 
a freaking panther is holding me down. I'm dead. And she makes eye like eye contact with it. And then the longer she looks, the more like sense of herself she gets behind those eyes. Like her fear is gone. It's basically replaced with like familiarity. And she's like, damn, I think I just bagged myself a familiar, which I would love once again to have a familiar. Like I want to be a witch. I think that would be so cool. So she gets a freaking panther as a familiar. She calls him Nero. Love that. Basically, like, familiars, they don't actually have any magic of their own, but they amplify and are basically a conduit. And uh, so she thought and assumed that maybe Nero was, like, the driving force behind the plane crash and, like, this literal magic quest she's on now, but it's different. Like, she, she hears that voice again. She sees the blue indigo magic reaching for her. She knows it's not Nero. So she's like, okay, Nero, like, guide me. Where do I need to go? And so he leads her to this boat to get across this river. And she sees all these like different magic spells across the river. So she's kind of like nervous about it. So they get in this boat, cross the river, and she comes upon like going into the forest once again, once they get on the bank. And yeah, there's this web of all these different like spells and different magics and like a lot of different ancient type webbing. And so she is like, well, okay. So she touches them, which I think is dumb. Because, obviously, if there's spells, like, they could freaking curse you. Uh, but they disappear. And then ruins appear. So it's it was kind of like a, a mask, like a shadowing um, sort of spell. And there's these ruins. There's really, really old ruins, which it seemed to definitely be made by the Fae. So I'm guessing the Fae is going to be part of this series. They don't mention the Fae very... I think this is the only time that they mention the fae in this book and maybe they come into play in the next couple books I don't know so she walks kind of through these ruins and the magic that she is seeing that's like leading her there goes underground and so she's like well how do I get under there so she does like a spell to basically reveal what is hidden and it's this doorway and so she reads like this doorway and it's not English, but it's like another language that's foreign to her. But for some reason, she can understand it. So she goes down these steps because she like opened this door and that that dark magic is going into the darkness. And um, as she's going along these walls, she's like reading this language and it's she can feel it like it's something far away long ago. And it's making like her blood sing, basically, like as if there's things that she can no longer remember, but she knows. And Latin somehow is one of them. And then apparently whatever this language is that she's going. So she's walking down and she realizes that it's a sarcophagus that she's going into, like this chamber and there's a crypt. And so uh, she goes up to this crypt and because this magic is still pulling her, like she's basically in this trance, but she's aware of what she's doing. And she reads... For the love of your gods, beware of me, Memnon the Cursed. And so she's kind of like, re she read that, and then she read like a couple words, and it opens the sarcophagus. <sighs> These choices, y'all. I mean, if you don't really have a choice with like magic, I understand. But 
why go down there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So opens the sarcophagus. This guy comes out like he's has worn clothes, but he looks like really young and very, very attractive. And she's like, huh, something is really wrong here. And because the first thing that he says is Roxy Lana. And she's like, nope, I'm not Roxy Lana, nor am I a queen or an empress. And I'm definitely not yours. And so she like tries to walk away and like, I can't remember if she like says something in like modern tongue and he's like, oh, so you're going to try and curse me again? Like, I'll make you pay for what you've done for the rest of our days. And then he puts her to sleep. <laughs> okay, who's this guy? Psycho. Uh, so she wakes up and she is in this web of magic curses. But once again, she's able to like touch it and they disappear. So that's not supposed to usually happen, but she's able to get out of the crypt and walk back to where, um, like, the crash was. And by the time the search and rescue team finds her the next day, she's trouble, She's traveled about 20 miles from the crash site. And it's somewhere in northern region of Peru. So it takes about another two days to get out of, out of South America and back to the state. So she makes it. And that was kind of surprising to me is that nothing was said about that journey. She just makes it back to the states and it does say though because you're probably wondering about the panther it does say like panthers aren't meant to be taken out of jungle and forced on planes which is a whole nother story one that involved heavy magic usage so that's basically all that's said about it and i guess along the among the witches it's commonly thought that the stronger the witch the bigger and more powerful the familiar which is really exciting and also kind of like um foreshadowing um, her best friend Sybil is there when she gets back into like San Francisco and her friend is like, that's so wild. I heard the plane landed. It could only be achieved by magic. And Celine is like, oh, that's news to me. I can't remember because it's true. Like her memory of the event was wiped. Like, is that not crazy and terrifying? Like that whole event, she doesn't really remember because she used like so much magic and uh, it just uh, I, I can't like it just is too scary if I think about it and a couple days later uh in her head once again there's that voice that says miss me little witch and she's like no 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 no. this cannot be real like I freaking left him in South America like he seems to think that I'm the one who trapped him in the tomb and now he's after me like how does this make sense so she goes back to the council because obviously she had this magic quest and now she has a familiar and uh, the council is there and they're like, hey, um, the magic, I don't know, police, I guess you could call them. Uh, they investigated the crash and they concluded magic had to be involved in the plane's landing and you were the only known supernatural on board. And she's like, do you know how incredible what you did was? Like, you saved hundreds of lives by landing that plane. Like, the media may never hear of it, but you're a hero. And then uh, it's really cool. They say, like, Celine Bowers, on behalf of the entire Henbane community, I'd like to formally invite you to join our coven. 
which is so cool. I'm glad that she finally gets into the coven. Like, she's able to move on campus. She's able to live in the same building as her best friend. Like, it just all worked out. Um, And I think, like, a day later, again, I don't know very, like, timelines on these books. I always say, like, oh, a day later, a week later. But I don't really know. It doesn't say a lot of the time, but she hears that voice again and she feels that compulsion to follow that voice. And so she goes into the little forest that's by the campus and Memnon is there and he's wearing regular clothes. Like he looks angry, of course. And she's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you think I am, but I am not... I'm not that like I am Celine I don't know who you are and he's like no you dismantled my army you destroyed our empire ripped me from our lands and put me in the twisted future where nothing makes sense I will put you at my mercy and I'll destroy your world bit by bit until all you have left is me and she's like oh (laughs) okay cool (laughs) and uh while they were in the forest and he was like making all these threats basically saying that she's his mate like soulmate uh they hear someone like scream and say like murder like a witch has been murdered um and so there starts to be these murders around campus and so celine starts to think that maybe it's memnon and she tells like sybil that as well And later on, when she's telling Sybil everything that she remembers and and knows, her friend's like, so this guy actually thinks you're his wife, and he followed you all the way here, and now a witch is dead. Like, do you you think he did it? And she's like, I don't know, but it seems kind of likely, though. Like, he shows up, and the next day, a witch is dead. Um, So as the days go by, she hears him throughout like the day like his voice comes in ever so often just kind of like picking at her like oh have you enjoyed our time apart like all 20 centuries of it uh and so she knows that he's like basically 2,000 years old which great love that uh a little bit later there's another murder and um he's so like Memnon is so set that she is his wife and like soulmate and this Roxy Lana. And she's like, I am not her. Like I can literally prove this. And cause he keeps showing up in her bedroom, like in her dreams. That's where like the spiciness happens is that I don't know if they like, actually I don't want to reveal anything. Uh, but he shows up in her dreams. Um, And she's like, I can prove it. Like, I can prove that I am not her. So she slips past him. And because remember, she like documents everything. So she moves to all her photo albums and pulls out every single one. And so he looks through all of them. And she's like, you know, the woman who betrayed you is gone. Like, I'm someone else. Like, literally, I was born 20 years ago. And she tells him, like, Roxy Lana had had tattoos. I have none. He's like, no, 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 you remove them. It's like, no, I never had any to begin with. And he is just so like he's so flabbergasted. And so she's like, you know what? If you can answer a question of mine, honestly, then I'll let you use your power on my mind and see for yourself. And he's like, fine. So she asks him straight up, are you murdering the witches found dead on campus? And he says no. 
So we know that it's not him that's murdering these these witches. So the mystery is there still, which is I really like that part throughout this whole book is that there's this mystery. And she asks him, like, okay, do you believe me now? And he's like, what the heck? Like, you're right. Like, you literally remember nothing. Like, your magic feeds off your memories. Like, there's so many holes. And there's another murder that night. And she doesn't find out until, like, her familiar Nero comes in. And he's, like, settling down for the night. And she, like, feels something, like, wet and sticky, and he has blood all over his paws. So she has him, like, lead her to this body, and it's it's covered in, like, this black magic, basically. And so you can tell, like, obviously it wasn't Nero. And so she calls the politia. That's what they call the police there. And so she has, like, friends down in her room. Like, she can return. And she's, of course, like, a suspect, Uh, Memnon gets upset with her when she tries to have a relationship with a werewolf like Memnon keeps mentioning that she is his soulmate and I guess uh, when they are younger in academy they go through this awakening where they find their like uh, foundation or what their magic like gravitates towards And I guess when you're a soulmate, it should show up on that category. Um, But she can't remember that. uh, She can't remember her supernatural category. And so she requests it from like that academy. And that's what it says. Which soulmate? Which a soulmate is one of a part or group of amorous supernaturals who are bonded through an unbreakable magical connection. So she finds that out that he is like telling the truth but she still is like I don't know why we're soulmates I'm not this like Roxy person like I don't know what this means and eventually it comes out uh that she had cursed herself because magic comes in threes they said like what you deal out comes back three folds and so uh I think cursing him came back to herself that she cursed herself. Selene is very confused because she's like, you you still think I'm Roxy? Like, I didn't curse myself. He's like, I can give you your memories back. Like, literally, if someone says to you, I can give you your memories back, like, why would you not do that? He's like, why are you, like, aren't you tired of not remembering and he tells her, like, your power is bound up in a curse. Like, the one you placed on both of us when you locked me in that tomb. And she's like, no, honestly, like, I don't want my memories back. Like, this is who I am. Like, I need these notebooks. They're my alibi. And so he says, I'm on fire. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you won't need them once you have your memories back. Uh, so she gets really mad at her, says some words. You can rot, basically. Um, and he just burns the notebooks and he's like, you know what? He's like, I've given you more misery than passion. Perhaps it's time I reminded you of what that, what it means to me. So they get like mad at each other. She goes to this dance party and he shows up and he starts to put everyone in this like trance and uses magic. And this is when she starts to like discover things where she's like, you framed me. Because the police, like, of course, she's the number one suspect. And 
he's like, no, I didn't kill those witches. There was another, but I did move their bodies before they could be destroyed. I found that I could expose the deeds of those who are guilty while implicating you for their crimes. He's like, I will let everyone go and everyone will be safe and we can fix the police thing. We can do all this. I just want to give you your memories back. Like he's basically blackmailing her. I think that's blackmail. Anyways, like if you give me this, I'll give you this basically. And uh, agree to lift the curse and be my wife and I'll release these people. So she agrees because she wants to help the people. They go back to her room. She's told that the police are going to arrest her tonight. Uh, basically right now because they hear like the sirens. And he's like, well, I guess we better lift this curse before they arrive. And so she's like, fine, a deal is a deal. So that's what happens. Uh, she remembers her years at the academy. She remembers the boarding school she attended, the memories of the life she had before, like, her powers awoke. And uh, and then a spell held for 2,000 years dissolves. And she remembers memories from another time in another place. And he was right. Memnon was right. Like, she is Roxy Lana. And it's very clear in her mind now, the true hero in the first life, uh, the only person who loved her and fought for her was Memnon. And she's like, I did the unthinkable. I betrayed my soulmate. And she's been reborn. Like, that's what happened. I don't know when she was reborn. I'm guessing when she put them both in the tomb. Uh, and she looks straight at him and she's like, you never should have given me those memories back. I was better off and so were you. And so as she's being arrested, she like looks at him and she's like, what have I done? Like, I never should have waken you from your sleep. Like I've set a monster upon the world. Uh, and that's it. Like, and this was just released. So I don't think the next book is coming out until next year. Oh, sorry, there was a lot of information in that, and I hope it all made sense. But I just loved that the witch world was combined with, like, the real world, but also this, like, ancient magic and just a lot of different vibes I got off of it. Like, I've never read a story like this. Actually, mm, I've read books kind of like this where it's, like, their memory is hidden from them and they have, like, this love that they don't remember kind of like that but nothing to this extent and I really like that it's very refreshing so um what did you think did you like it I highly recommend this book I recommend the four horsemen uh that Laura re that Laura wrote um it's just all good she's a very solid author and um I recommend it so anyways tell me your thoughts and feelings uh, what would you do with magic? I want to know. Okay, let's see. Would you rather have magic or like what supernatural would you be? I think I would want to be a witch, maybe a werewolf. I don't know. I definitely wouldn't want to be a vampire. Faye would be kind of cool, but I don't know if like Faye goes with like werewolves and vampires and all them. I mean, it's our own world. We can do what we want. Um... I think I might be Faye or a witch. I just like the the thought of having magic. I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah, tell me what you would be. I think that would be cool. Anyways, follow me on social media. Uh, it's definitely going to be changing in the next, like, 
after a couple weeks when we get to Arizona, you are going to hear from me from all platforms. You're going to get sick of me. Actually, I hope, hopefully not. Hopefully you listen more and follow along more. That would be so cool. Uh, but I love you guys and I appreciate you and I appreciate uh, your listens and I'm just excited for the future and it'll be great. So follow along on social media. Find me in a book podcast and I'll talk to you next week.